0: Welcome to Behind the Design. I'm Mark Grazier, Editorial Director at Marriott International. So normally we use this podcast to talk about how Marriott designs its hotels and the thought process that goes into that. But with this episode, we wanted to do something different. Consider it a very special episode. This time we're going to talk to Hannah Beachler, the production designer behind Marvel Studios' Blockbuster Black Panther. We wanted to get some time with Hannah because instead of designing a building, Hannah had to create an entire country in Africa, complete with cities, towns, and other set pieces that has never been seen outside of Marvel's comic books. Black Panther, who's played by Chadwick Boseman, is T'Challa, king and protector of the fictional African nation of Wakanda. Created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, you know, the guys behind Spider-Man, Iron Man, the Hulk, Thor, and the X-Men, Black Panther is notable for being the first superhero of African descent in mainstream American comics when he debuted in 1966. While he's appeared in a Captain America Civil War, he's getting his own movie, his first movie, with Black Panther in 2018. For Hannah, creating the look of Wakanda meant traveling to Africa for research, and she shares how that trip, and travel in general impacted what wound up on the big screen. Hey, Hannah. Hi, Mark. Uh, sincere congratulations on this uh, cinematic journey that you're, you're currently taking with your career and with uh, director Ryan Coogler. I mean, you went from Fruitvale Station to Creed to now this crazy, amazing Marvel blockbuster. Um, you know, that doesn't <laughs> really happen very often.
1: It does not. It's super... It's super rare. And I, I know I count myself lucky to have started this journey six years ago with Ryan on pre sale. You know, it's been six years.
0: Yeah. And, and even six years is, is pretty short in the scheme of things. I love when directors take their crew with them. And, you know, as they grow, so do the people that he obviously entrusts with uh, the creative capability. So, again, congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. I guess six years is. is well, the climb in six years I think for Ryan that's, that guy is unusual and it's a testament to what a great uh, visionary he is and a great storyteller and um you know to to kind of come up with someone and to kind of grow aesthetically and creatively with someone it's 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 such a, an awesome um you know, it's so awesome and it's such an awesome moment and to have been on this with Ryan and Rachel
0: too it's been amazing. Nice so how did you tackle a project like this um like Black Panther where you're essentially bringing the look and culture of of a place like Wakanda to life you know it's, it's a place you can't really visit in real life and we haven't really seen anything like this before outside of uh, comic books really. I mean
1: it was you know, the first thing that we did was Ryan had gone to Africa to write for a while and he was sending me pictures and we were talking, you know, over email and whatnot as he was sort of going through the stages of, you know, getting the script outlined and, and what he wanted to, the story to be about. And then when he got back to L.A., he just sort of started talking about like, okay, where, where is Wakanda? Like. How many tribes live within Wakanda and what do they do and, and what do they specialize in? So it was really about placing it on the continent and what do we want the bordering countries to be and how does that then um, dictate and determine sort of how this country looks as far as the different types of people who are migrating to the area, say, 10,000 years ago when you know, in the lore of Panther Bashinga settled um you know wakanda so that was sort of the first step and it was just looking at everything on a very macro level and then starting to go into it you know bit by bit bit in detail and going into the micro and and figuring uh, things out from there but you know you look at it and you building a country and a civilization you really have to start at the beginning and that's that's what i did i started beginning we, we made a timeline of wakanda and you know where they were as opposed to where the rest of the world was uh, technologically um it's like you know when the western civilization was going through industrialization to turn of the century wakanda was um you know creating an information highway they were creating an internet so that's sort of like how we looked at how advanced they are and, and that then would inform, you know, part of that timeline was to help us inform how things em- evolved and where we are coming into the story
0: as well. For people who may not necessarily know, how would you describe Wakanda?
1: It is a African nation that has never been colonized by any European nations and is now a uh, hidden nation in Africa. And it is a culture that has evolved from the the diaspora that happened on the continent ten thousand plus years ago, and that's where the rich culture comes. So it's it's a culture that has developed without the touch of any other civilization, and so it's the most what I would call pure form of a culture.
0: And because of vibranium, it's a pretty wealthy country too, right?
1: It's one of the wealthiest countries. You know, um, T'Challa is the wealthiest uh, superhero in the MCU, and um, it is what the vibranium. You know, it was a uh, landed. It came, you know, asteroid that came down, landed in the area where Wakanda is, and created the Great Mound of uh, Mount Bashanga. So, it created a mountain, and they mined this um, element. So, we decided that it was sort of an element. So, that. Um, it can be, you know, um, mined and turned into several different forms. So you can see it in the Cap America shield form, which is sort of a stainless steel. But then the there's the pure form of vibranium, which you get to sort of finally see in uh, Black Panther. But that is the element that really keeps them off the grid and helps them um, be one of the most advanced or the most advanced nation on Earth. So it was sort of like this group of people came upon this, were smart enough to understand how to use it and use it to their advantage, and that's what they did.
0: So what did you actually have to tackle? So, you know, you're given an entire country to design. That's one thing. Um, But you've got the Great Mound. You've got Warrior Falls, uh, the Golden City, which is, I guess, the main city you see, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The Gorilla City and Black Panther. But that is the element that really keeps them off the grid and helps them... Um, be one of the most or the most advanced nation on earth so it was sort of like this group of people came upon this were smart enough to understand how to use it and use it to their advantage and that's what they
0: did so what did you actually have to tackle so you know you're given an entire country to design that's one thing Um, but you've got the Great Mound you've got Warrior Falls uh, the Golden City which is I guess the main city you see right Yeah.
1: yeah yeah um the gorilla city in baku's uh, throne room we um let's see in wakanda <laughs> step town you see um that's a that was one of my favorites i would say Shuri's lab so you're inside not only are you outside on mount bajanga but you are inside the mine as well so you see the mine itself and you see the wakanda design group which the you know t'challa the king's sister the princess Um, runs this group and so she is sort of the brains behind the technology the recent technology in Wakanda and and the technology that you see um, in Black Panther so Sherry's a very integral part of the royal family and part of Wakanda and uh, she's the one that sort of works with the vibranium figures out different ways to use it.
0: Is did travel kind of influence your your approach to tackling this project at all
1: like me traveling yeah yeah oh absolutely because we did a trip to south africa and i was there for about three and a half weeks and we also did uh during that time we went to uh south korea went to busan where we ended up filming and being in africa certainly you know you need more than just uh, to, to be black to understand African culture. So, going there really informed me of like sort of the connection that you have that don't really understand until you get there and the scope and scale of the landscape, the people, the colors, the textures, the textiles, the foods, um, how even just big everything is, how big the continent is, how big the country is. South Africa is just traveling up and down the coast um, for the length of time that we did. And, and uh, you know, just seeing all different parts, seeing the cities, Joburg and Cape Town, but also being in Natal and Golden Gate and Spienkamp and being out in these sort of rural areas as well and talking to people and meeting people and kids. So all of that, um that i experienced while being on the motherland is you know with my heart put into the film as well
0: that's great and those places you just mentioned are very different um from each other um i mean cape town alone yes. is so different from johannesburg um and i, I love that absolutely fi- did you have a favorite at all
1: i mean i really loved being kompeny left it was a very rural area sort of golden gate park area and we stayed at this um so we were close to Sentinel Mountains, We were sort of around up in that area by the uh, Lesotho border uh, in Besoto. And we were in a very rural area. The place that we stayed was this old farm. and they said it was a couple of centuries old. And the owner had had owned it for fifty years, and his family all you know worked there and owned it. and it was just this really tiny farm that they Sort of renovated into like these little um, cottages that you can stay in, but it's just like you know you're really out in the middle of nature, and it was and the sky is like you've never seen anything like that sky ever, and it's just amazing. So I really love that area, but I love Joburg because it's such a big city, and I'm a city girl. So <laughs> you know, going to the restaurants and the food and. You know, all the festivals and stuff that were going on when we were there. And that was great. And I loved Cape Town, too. That was really awesome. We went to Table Mountain, like, right away. And Frankenship, which is, like, an hour away in Coel Bay. So it was, like, being on the beach around these, like, ginormous mountains, like, right there at the beach. So it was really cool. You get all those different textures because, you know, that is a lot of what Wakanda is different textures like Gorilla city is much different than golden city and and while and why mbaku and his tribe live there you know there's a story behind that and sort of golden city is more of the metropolitan area where there's people from every tribe sort of live there kind of like in new york city you know and there was a lot about golden city that i uh researched uh, about new york city and sort of you know as far as the city grid goes uh, a lot of that went into Wakanda as well and and using the idea of the history of something like a New York City to to go into a golden city so that's sort of how we looked at golden city so it's going to have a lot more it's going to have districts it's going to have you know different demographics different age groups young families older families we have of the civic district where we have the you know municipal courts sort of the records and the hospitals and then you have the cbd where you know there's businesses and then you have steptown which is sort of like akin to a a hip area like you know where i live in new orleans it would be like irish channel and out in l.a it might be silver lake you know it might be the village in new york so that area kind of where the artists are the musicians are and and these young people who um, are starting their own families and businesses. So that's sort of how we looked at that. And then you have sort of the outer uh, provinces, if you will, the River Tribe, which is a tribe who, you know, they live a little slower than the rest of the country. They, They, while they have access to technology, they don't necessarily need the technology. They're the purveyors of the river. So, you know, they can shut the river down if the palace was to call on them. And they just live a little bit more of a traditional life, a little more of a rural life, as opposed to the sort of city people in Golden City. And so, you know, all of that went into creating every aspect. I mean, we talked about the transportation. How do people get around? What are their cars? What are their railways? What are their in-city transportation, do they have buses? Do they have trains? Um, Okay, what does the grid look like? Is it in the old circular form and circles play a large part in Wakanda? Um, Is it in the old circular form of the grid that you would see in villages, uh, you know, a thousand years ago on the continent? And so that's how we made the grids, like, so there's that history of that aerial shot. Um, What is the palace and what's everything in the palace? So, I mean, we hit every single (laughs) detail of this this entire country.
0: That had to be a lot of fun to do. I mean, you're basically creating it from scratch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was one moment I can recall, like, very vividly of sitting in my office when we were at uh, the Atlanta offices and because we built most of our stages were in Atlanta and all of our stages were in Atlanta and um i said i am sitting there and i'm like looking at my wall and i have all this stuff on my wall and i'm thinking to myself i'm like this we're really building like a (laughs) civilization. like i had to like say it out loud to myself like we're really doing this like we're really doing this from scratch it's not just like oh it's golden city this is great there's some people i mean like we're i was talking to uh anthropological architects, I was talking to future architects who were making, working on like Google cities. We were talking to geologists, we were talking to physicists. I mean, I was talking to so many experts just about everything. Um, When we were flying around Africa, at one point we were talking about sort of, you know, in the trailer you see the Talon fighter going through this holographic sort of hidden thing. And we had gone back and forth about like, well, how would that work, you know? And I remember talking to the pilot. I stopped on my way out, and I started asking him questions about, you know, aviation and and uh, when you're at a certain altitude, you know, how do you know the topography and da 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 da, and is there like a manual? So it was like a constant everyday thing. Like if there was someone, any anybody, I would stop and ask them about like your job and. And and what does it entail and how can I weave that into the fabric to tell true stories, real stories, uh, even just for myself at times. So I understood how the civilization was working. It was awesome. It was a ton of fun. It was a blast.
0: (laughs) That's great. Um, How much time did you have to actually put it all together?
1: Um, We had eight months prep and then a little over, I had a little over eight months prep and then it was about a four month shoot. So a little over a year.
0: That's still crazy. Over a year
1: to do everything.
0: That's still crazy. Yeah. And
1: the research <laughs> lasted probably seven, eight months. I didn't ever really stop researching, but the big bulk of the research took about the greater part of a year.
0: Do you have a favorite part, uh, something that you designed that's in the film that when you're watching it, m- most moviegoers may not necessarily notice?
1: There's a lot of that. Um,
0: it could be a building. A it that. could be,
1: I, you know, there's stuff that you that, that you're in the set that you you can't even see, <laughs> but you don't really pick up on those details. And I have this, I have fantastic team, and the set decorator Jay Hart, who's fabulous set decorator, also did so did Galaxy, and he decorated Galaxy. And um, you know, we were talking about for a moment we're in T'Challa's office, and we were talking about this office and everything we wanted it to be, and it was probably also one of my very favorite sets and and you're not in that set for a long time in this film but you know it had we had to move the story forward it was a beautiful set of you know really needed it for so long but the one thing in there you may see it you may not see it there is this it's a it was based on an actual carving a nigerian western nigerian the Izbo people carving and it's a big boulder that had been split in half and they carved the city um or the village that they lived in at the top of this you know broken boulder and it's just beautiful and then i think they said maybe five thousand years old it's pretty old i think it was around five thousand years old and so we did something like that out of uh vibranium in his office and it's there and it's it's a replica of golden city mm. and um it's, sitting in his office and, and it was just such a beautiful piece and, and it was it was astonishing to me that you know we had carved out of this you know of iranians this, this beautiful uh piece of that city that we all worked so hard on so that was that was really one of my favorites
0: and where is that now uh
1: where is it now i have no idea probably somewhere at marvel <laughs> maybe <laughs> ryan's house i don't know <laughs>
0: Well, I love that the design isn't so stereotypical African. You know what I mean? It's it's not like thatched roofs yeah. and wooden buildings and just bigger. Um, but I, I also love yeah. that when, when I looked at the just the visuals of it, it does feel like African art come to life. Just the little details that you can see in the buildings. Um, you know, it, it does look like some of the paintings and some of the art I've seen when I, when I've gone to Africa. And I think that's really cool.
1: Absolutely. That was really important, too, because, you know, we want to, it is an advanced uh, nation and it should feel metropolitan and it should feel like a city that that sort of grounds people that they're used to to being in, because we've all had this experience, right, with how our world is sort of set up around us and how we interact with it on a daily basis. Um, and that's what we wanted to keep within within Wakanda, so I think that, that people can, you know, we didn't want it to be alien, we wanted it to be advanced, and, but set in, you know, clearly set in the MCU in 2018, so, you know, it's just sort of deciding which details are important for which pieces, and where you pull these things from, and, and how you apply them, so it was very much about you know, finding something from one of the references that we were using, one of the tribes that really inspired us, um, like the Omo Valley uh, tribes in Ethiopia that we were inspired by for our river tribe. Um, and taking from that, but, you know, making it our own, like putting our own history into it, but being very reverent of the history that actually existed. You know what I'm saying? It's sort of like a very delicate balance of uh, having that respect for this tradition and going to Africa was a really big part of understanding that it isn't what, um, you know, you think it is. It's not what you're told. It's not what you think. It's not what, you know, it's a, it's, it's a whole different place. And you go there and you're like, it's like, you know, you can feel at home. You can feel comfortable. There is a sense of pride. There is joy. There is happiness. Um, you know, people have their very much a sense of their ancestry and their heritage and their tradition and carry that with them. Um, and it's a joyful thing. It's a prideful thing to ask somebody like, what tribe are you with? just even in walking through the city, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not a bad thing. It's not a shameful thing. And I think that that's one of the things that Ryan and I really wanted to do. And Ruth and Rachel was to show people that there is, this is prideful. This isn't, these aren't shithole countries. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: Traditions. And I think that you feel that and you feel the hard work and the love that we put in to make sure that those things came across in the light that we
0: found them in. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. This one final question. Um, why should people travel?
1: Why should people should travel? Because oh my gosh, my son has had a passport since he was six years old. <laughs> he travels with me. It is so important to open yourself up to other experiences in the world because you don't know what you're going to find, and it lightens your soul as a person, and it opens your spirit and understanding to what the rest of the world is. It's, it's beyond paramount for people to travel. And, you know, like I said, my son has been a traveler and I'm a traveler. We call ourselves travelers all the time um, because really, honestly, home is with me and my son when we're traveling. So I'm taking my home, but I'm I'm so happy to be able to go to other people's homes and see how they live and enjoy that and respect that. And I think that's what travel gives you. And it gives you education, gives you knowledge gives you first-hand
0: knowledge excellent thanks so much Hannah I really appreciate your time and this is great
1: thank you Mark
0: <laughs> and congrats Have can't wait one. to see what you work on next
1: oh thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> thanks.
0: thanks for listening to Behind the Design for more great travel articles visit Marriottraveler at or follow us on Instagram at Married Traveler or Twitter at mtraveler Marriott Traveler.